Hey, hey, today we're talking about traveling with kids for the holidays, a little stomach flu, and baby pee on the walls of an airplane bathroom. I think people's ears are like blown out after that. How you doing, Rachel? <laughs> good. How are you? I'm good. I'm David. I'm Rachel. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> we survived the sickness. Oh, the plague. Actually, it wasn't so bad. We... Somehow, somehow, <laughs> only one kid had the death sickness. We had the stomach flu in our house. And um, the stomach flu for a family is awful. And I am so thankful we got by with just one kid. He threw up nine times in 12 hours. It was like on the hour. You must have sanitized Everything. every surface in our house. Everything. Impressive. I, I walked around just with um, Clorox wipes under my arm and just sanitized <laughs> as I went. Like walls. I've never cleaned a bathroom so much as I did their bathroom. Yeah. It was disgusting. It was brutal. You did a great job. Thank you. It, one of the funny moments, though, is that in the middle of the night, so earlier in the week, I had a really good workout and I was super sore. Always a really delightful feeling. However, when your child is throwing up at 1 a.m. and you're trying to get to their room as fast as you can and you've worked out and your muscles are so sore you can't walk, you sort of like waddle there. I couldn't get there fast enough. So I'm like waddling along like, I'll get there. I'll get there. Like... <laughs> Like an idiot mom. Anyway. Well, well, the first time he threw up was probably around one in the morning. Yeah. You woke up. I did not hear him until he was standing next to the bed and he goes, dad, mom needs you. And I was just totally confused. <laughs> where, because, where is she? Why because, are you here? And then. Cause I it start, was everywhere. I was like, I need support. I like, start walking down the hallway <laughs> and slowly I start smelling it. And then I turn the corner and his carpet is just covered in red and things. And to your credit, oh, it's so gross. To your credit, you're usually the one who cleans up the vomit because I, I lose it. I can't do it. Yeah. So this time, I just took the better of two worlds. It was either clean up the carpet or clean up the bathroom. I picked the bathroom, which was gross, but not nearly as gross as your job. So thank you for that. Uh, I, my pleasure. You do have a track record of like when our kids are sick, that you're the one to like... Deal with I the, touch a lot of sick. vomit, yeah. I guess. There you go. We'll uh, leave it at that. It is gross. Yeah. Before we go any further with that, I do want to talk about a couple of things with our kids being sick, but I wanted to give an update on Halloween now that we're almost to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Speaking of being sick on candy. Yeah. So, oh, that's funny. Did we talk about this? So we're getting no. ready to go out trick-or-treating on Halloween, obviously. Everyone's dressed up. It's five <laughs> o'clock. We're all ready to go. Everyone's in a great mood. I think I put this on our Instagram account. Okay. Yeah. And we go in the backyard to take pictures. And one of our kids just starts throwing up out of the <laughs> blue. It's like he choked on his snot or something. Yeah. And it like gagged him. And so he lost his dinner, but nothing was stopping him from trick-or-treating. No, we were good. He was fine. He wasn't sick. It was clearly <laughs> it just was... like something didn't go right. But it was funny because we had to get the dog away. because Oh, he wanted my to gosh. Eat it. So gross. So the, gross. The next day I let the dog out. And oh. he, he was walking around. It had rained. And he was... He knew that there had been food there. Oh, food, so quotes. gross. Oh, my gosh. But People it wasn't are going to turn this He just off. stared at the ground. People, I'm going to turn this off. This is so gross. He just stared at the ground, disappointed, and then looked at me. <laughs> like, where'd, where'd, my, where'd my food go? Gross. 
So we had talked about Halloween. Yeah. And we talked about how we were going to limit the candy counts so that candy didn't last till past Christmas or even till Easter, which has happened in the past because they kind of forget about it. And then every once in a while they'll have one. And then we realize it's June and we still have Halloween candy. Right. And so we did that probably a week and a half, two weeks after Halloween. We finally, I finally was like, oh. We should do that. I need to go have them counted out. Yeah. Picked a number. I think it was 30 pieces. So they had already eaten a decent amount. One of our kids <laughs> like, ate a ton of candy in down. 10 days that yeah. we didn't know about. Because he, when we went to count it, he had six pieces left. I and don't know so what happened so he didn't there. have to make any choices. <laughs> the other two had to make some choices. One thing you said was, oh, I don't want to give away a bunch of Smarties because it stinks for the people who get Smarties because no one likes Smarties. One of our sons picked four Smarties. They love Smarties. More than 10% of the candy he kept (laughs) was Smarties. He's probably giving away like Reese's peanut butter cups and Snickers. There was was definitely some chocolate in there. I'm not a huge Snickers guy personally, but I think they're objectively better than Smarties. Yeah. But not for him. Interesting. Yeah. And then the other one... Uh, who actually had candy he had to count through, kept a number of hard candies, which I thought was I think that's like a throwaway. Yeah, it's a throwaway. But (laughs) But he's super excited about it. He loves lollipops and sucking on things. So It's funny. It was good for him. So that was the Halloween update. We haven't yet given away the candy. (laughs) So here's the trouble, is that we have this candy now in our mudroom that is ready to be donated, except for sometimes when Mommy gets a little hankering, for a little Snickers, she goes to the mudroom and says, oh, look, someone could donate a piece of candy to me. And so I eat the candy. So we might be donating less than we expected, but we're going <laughs> we to donate some of the candy. We need to just get rid of it. We yeah. got to bring it that's somewhere. That's my job. Yeah. I'm, I'm committing to doing that. At the very least, just get it out of this house. I can't even take it. Yeah. So that's our Halloween update. Yeah. That's our sickness update. Yeah, we're all been well. going on. Yep. Only one kid out of three got sick. No big deal. Yeah. So... What was the worst road trip sickness? Because I can think of a couple times when our kids got <laughs> sick. So one was we were coming back all the way from Denver. We were at the very end of our trip. And one of them just had like a terrible cough. Yes. And he was miserable. And I remember we had to just kind of soothe him by rubbing his arm. <laughs> yeah. From the front seat, we're like climbing over the back seat no, to try okay. to keep him asleep. You were the one like turned around in the front seat and like stroking his arm and like calming him down. But here's the reason, because you're a better, faster driver than I me. I am a faster driver. <laughs> so it, I have you a, shaved a 10 court. to 15 minutes off the last couple hours. <laughs> I have a court hearing tomorrow I didn't tell you about. <laughs> I actually have a ticket I need to pay. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, I am fantastic. a faster driver, so I'm faster. I appreciate that you admitted that. <laughs> In front of everyone, awesome, and um, and you are an excellent father, turning around and like trying to soothe our son. And this is not so. The other one that I can think of is when we were coming. So we take a lot of long road trips. We go to Denver because that's where I'm yeah. from. My because I'm cheap and I won't let us fly. <laughs> and that's and my word. extended family is in the Midwest, so sometimes we go out there. Last year we went for a fun festival, and um, so our oldest was maybe four, and we were on our way back from the Midwest to Atlanta and um, about an hour in I'm driving and all of a sudden he starts throwing up and we were like what in the world like he was totally fine and then he wasn't 
So you turn around and start catching everything. You're like, roll down the window, roll down the window. So I rolled down the window and you proceed to like scoop it out the window. And I just keep driving faster and faster looking for anywhere to stop. Like, I'm like, what do we, what do we do? Like what in the world? Anyway. We were in the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. Nowhere near a city. Pulled off on an exit to a hotel Mm -hmm. where this guy let us go into one of the like first floor suites to clean up and we like stripped down the car seat. It was, well, it was back when he had oh the gosh. full car seat with the back and the bottom, right? Yeah. Cause it was that small. And, and so we had everywhere. to take all the padding off. He had to just sit on the plastic after we tried to sanitize it. The funny thing about kids is like, they don't really seem phased by any of this. Like he kind of just sat on the curb and was like, Oh, whoops. You know, yeah, like just staring at the ground, just staring like, I didn't, I don't know what's going on, but I'm tired. And like, I think why that's- does mom smell so bad? <laughs> Exactly. So we asked him, you know, like, do you feel okay? And, you know, check for a fever and blah, 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 do all the mom things. And he goes, I think I ate some bad leaves. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, what? He had been with his cousins earlier. And And one of them dared him to eat leaves. (laughs) So he did. And it didn't settle. Yeah. On the bright side, that kid is like an honor student now. But (laughs) it wasn't a certain thing at that point. We weren't sure I was going to go down. I was like, are there good eat leaves to eat? Well, what? there's spinach. He probably got confused because he eats so much spinach. Uh, he actually does like spinach. Of the three, he can <laughs> yeah, down some spinach. He can. <laughs> uh, anyway. So traveling can be a lot of fun. It can get real messy real fast. Yes, um, and to your credit, we do take a lot of road trips, not just because you're cheap, but because it is really actually a lot of fun for our family. Like, mm-hmm. it's great together time. We like driving more than the average bear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it can be long and hard. And so Thanksgiving's coming up. A lot of people travel for that. It's the busiest holiday of the year. We'll talk yes. about that in the start of the week. Yeah. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, and we're getting ready to travel, which I'm really excited about. And we found some really, really cheap flights. And so we actually are flying. Yeah. What time do we leave? And what time do we get back? <laughs> well, we David? got on a budget airline yeah. that only has a couple flights a day. <laughs> we leave so early <laughs> that we're going two t- different time zones away. <laughs> and we still wait, get there too early for your parents to pick us up. <laughs> like, I feel terrible about them having to like... pick us up at <laughs> 7 in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, we leave the East Coast at like 12.30 a.m. No, that's coming back. So going, we leave at like oh. 6 or something in the morning. Oh, we yeah. gain two hours, and the flight's like three to three and a half so hours. we arrive at like 7, 6.45, 7. My mom did tell me that she's going to have brunch that day. Oh, perfect. And I said I might be asleep, but that's fine. Yeah, and then coming back, we do have to leave. It's essentially a red eye. Yeah, we leave at like 12.30 in the morning. It's going to um, be awesome. But flying five people across the country, you can't beat it. It is going to be awesome. Um, It's it is fun traveling all together. What's uh, we used to fly more when our kids are a lot smaller. (laughs) What's your best or worst maybe flight experience? Well, I remember when we had three kids under the age of six, and um, I was flying from here, Atlanta, to Denver to go visit my parents, and we had it by myself with the three boys, and I. I I felt like I had it all well arranged. Like I thought it was going to be a great flight. My dad got like a check-in ticket to meet me at the gate. It was going to be great. So we uh, like. Oh my! (laughs) The mic just fell in your tea. (laughs) There's no sparks, are they? (laughs) It seems to be working. (laughs) Hold on one second, though. All 
right. So you had this planned out perfectly. You got this long <laughs> yeah. flight. Your dad's going to meet you at the gate. Yes. My dad's going to meet me there. And I had like planned the bottles so that we would have a child, the baby drinking the bottle on the way on the ascent and descent and blah, blah, blah. You plan this like really, really well. So he didn't drink the bottle. Um, he didn't scream. It was fine. Um, but he didn't sleep. No one slept. So I had three boys not sleeping, one of which ended up pulling the hair on the gentleman in front of us, which happened to be a toupee. So there's that. Um, so I ended up, um, one of the kids had to use the restroom. So this lady helped me. Like there were people around me who were really, really understanding, but at the same time I was exhausted, like miserable. So at one point I did bring the baby to the restroom and you know, airplane bathrooms are super, super tiny. Um, there's our dog again. Socially awkward. Okay. So go to the bathroom with our youngest child who's who's under one at that point and was going to change his diaper. Well, you know, everything is disgusting in those bathrooms. So there's no way I was going to lay our son down. I don't know that, down. but I imagine it is Well, disgusting. you just don't dare touch anything in a yeah. public restroom with a child. So I'm like Especially holding him. Yeah, like I'm, and I'm like holding him trying to change his diaper because I didn't have any sort of a pad to lay down or anything. So I'm holding him. And while I'm holding him, he's like a sprinkler and he he had the wrong timer on or something. So he peed like all the way around the bathroom. And I stood there and was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what to do. Do I like try to wipe down the walls of this bathroom or what exactly do I do? And I left it. Cause I, I just thought it's probably you just tried to wipe it down a little bit. I right? wiped it a little bit, but I didn't like ask the flight attendant. I didn't say like, I need some sanitation stuff in here. I just, I wiped it a little and then I got the, diaper on the baby and I went back out. So anyway, so we finally land upon the descent. The baby falls asleep. I was three hours in livid. I could not even believe it because then I had to interrupt his sleep and get up. Anyway, I get off the plane. My dad looks at me and I must've looked awful. He was like, Oh my gosh, Rachel, we let's just get you home to mom. It'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was tough. So he took all the kids and we made our way um, through the airport. It was fine. Anyway, that's probably the worst flight experience that I've had. Um, so what do you think makes traveling, whether it's at the holidays or not, what, what's the hardest part or parts in your mind? Man, I think that like the amount of togetherness is pretty hard. Um, when I think about our road trips, the boredom is really hard, like keeping them occupied, especially if you're going on a really long road trip. We've done some really extensive road tripping. So one was across the country to... Denver, obviously we do that frequently, and then Midwest, like we mentioned, and then we went up to Maine at one point mm-hmm. and came back down and traveled the East Coast. So Highly recommend that, by the way. Super fun. Yeah. These are some really great trips, um, but we had to stay occupied, so I think that's probably the hardest part with young kids, and then you've got like diaper changes and feedings and all that junk. Yeah, I think also it's exhausting to um to just sit in a car or to sit on a plane for some reason i don't understand why yeah i'm sure there's some physiological reason and so everyone's getting tired and so you get shorter and so fighting happens more easily yeah and i remember being a kid and constantly fighting with my brother and sister over who's over the line and who's in what seat and all that stuff yeah absolutely so it, it's really hard and then the last piece is we're not uh we're willing to let our kids have some screen time and, you know, it's, and 
have a good time um, and right. take the quote unquote easy way out some. But the more they do that, the more like antisocial they become over time. Does that yeah, make sense? And they become really discontent and sort of like, like, like n- nasty to each other. Yeah. Like it's like they forget how to communicate when they're yeah. stuck in a screen in individual screen time. Yeah. For so, so I think long. it's a real balance to find the right, Hey, let's all try to be sane um, and enjoy ourselves. And, but let's not just totally have our brains melt um, right. to where we can't interact and get along and see each other. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm trying to think of, um, some creative things that we've done along the way. Like, I mean, one of the things that you do that I think is great is you always pack like a football or a baseball or something, um, that, we can stop on the side of the road and throw or just run laps or do burpees or like get some wiggles out pretty frequently. I remember one of our early trips, I can't remember if we had one or two kids. We somehow found a random park that just had this huge slide. Like it was 20 feet high in the air. It was not safe by the way. Yeah, It was kind of rickety, Yeah, but there was nothing. It it wasn't like part of a jungle gym. It was was just just a a random slide. And and we, I think we Google mapped park and that's what it took us to. And we yeah. spent like 15 minutes wearing them out or him out. I can't remember. Yeah. And then put him in the car to fall asleep so we could drive. Yes. It was awesome. I think that some of, um, when our kids were really young, we would just like tank up on coffee and try to drive as much in the night as we could. That was really helpful. Yeah. Uh, Cause the kids would sleep in their car seats. Yeah. But when they were awake or during the day, we've always thought of just taking lots of short breaks. Yes. So a 15 minute break here, a 30 minute break here. We, you, you were joking earlier about driving fast. Like we try to get places as fast as we can, but when we're driving, but we know that there's just going to be a lot of stops and we just build that in, whether it's a four hour trip or a 24 hour, you know, two and a half day trip to Denver, knowing we're just gonna have to stop. And sometimes we're gonna stop and have a longer meal just so we can all look at each other and have a conversation and not be sitting in a car for an hour, even though it feels a little inefficient. Exactly. Exactly. I think that that's really important. I think a lot of parenting is setting your expectations appropriately. And so setting the expectation that the GPS might say this trip is going to take six hours. It's actually going to take you eight. So, and that's okay. Plan on that and it's okay. And it's worth it. It's worth being with your kids for that long. There is actually no sweeter time than when your kids are buckled in and they can't go anywhere to have those conversations, like whatever conversations or whatever things come up, you have plenty of time. Mm -hmm. So, um, leaving room for that is really great. Yeah. One thing you have done on a couple of long trips that has been really fun that I didn't know would work is getting audiobooks. And it's tricky to find an audiobook that fits everyone's level. Yeah. Um, but if you can do that, that's been really interesting. And fu- yeah. or the book was, in- books have been interesting and the kids get excited. And so they'll ask, well, let's listen some more. And so if yes. you find a good book, get a good recommendation. Uh, maybe we have a few books we can put up on uh, Facebook or something like that yeah. that we've enjoyed or our kids have enjoyed. Yeah. And I think the other part of that is um, podcasts are often a really good resource, especially for like short stories or for interesting little bits that are like 20, 30 minutes long. Um, it holds the attention of all the ages, which I think is helpful. Obviously, you have to pick them right, but um, but that has been good. You mean don't listen time. to political podcasts with your three-year-old? <laughs> it's probably well, not that interesting for them. I don't know. <laughs> Um, all right. So what are some games that we have done to pass the time? Do you remember any? Yes. Uh, good question. So as they've gotten older, that has been easier. Um, I would say like some really basic good games are, um, 
name that tune. So we'll, we have sort of like, I think families in general, you have kind of a music playlist that you play over and over some of the same songs. So name that tune if you can um, play music through your speakers um, in your car, uh, playing a small blip, and then everybody guesses. Yeah. Super fun. So like, I think one thing that's really helpful in that is that you can play a Disney tune or like a song, like a theme song to one of their favorite shows. Um, and that's a really fun one for maybe the four or five-year-old to get or the three-year-old. Um, and then you can play more complex things, obviously, ver- varying ages, for varying ages. Yeah. Our kids think that's really fun. And, uh, yeah, they, they like to compete and yeah. yell out names. And yeah. Eat, and it, it keeps eats some time. And it, ke- it eats some time and it keeps us all engaged. Like, because I think it's fun, too. It's mm-hmm. not fun. Here's what's not fun is when you know every song that I play and you, like, yell it over the kids first but we all know you know the song like you'll get it we get it you're the winner fine <laughs> fine Rachel <laughs> another thing I can't uh, win at so funny so the other one that is like very easy is we call it celebrity um it's where one person thinks of a celebrity or like something famous or someone famous. And this can be anyone from like a famous character on Ninjago, the cartoon, all the way to a political figure, to um, athlete, athlete actor. whatever they m- might be interested in. So they think of some someone and then it's basically asking 20 questions, like trying to figure out who they're thinking about. Um, so that's been a really successful game for our family as well. Yeah. It's, well, so it's fun in a couple of ways because... They generally like to ask the questions and try to figure out and, again, kind of compete with each other. Yeah. But they also look forward to being the person who gets to think of someone. Exactly. And so there's some anticipation and some uh, kind of engagement uh, in that sense, which reminds me of another game. It's not really a game, but another way that we've filled some time is allowing each of them to pick a song. And yes. so it becomes like a family playlist. And so they pick a song, we listen to that song, and then the next person gets a pick, and we go through all five of us. Because, A, we try to pick songs, and most of the songs everyone or most people in the car like. But even if it's not your song, you're there thinking, oh, I'm two songs I get to pick. And they're kind of yes. waiting with some anticipation and engages. And it becomes kind of a fun family sing-along or just yeah. ride along and listen. And so if you go, I mean, we have five people in our family. Each song is, let's say, three minutes. That wastes 15 minutes just on one rotation. You throw in like three or four rotations, and you've got an hour under your belt. Right. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> An hour under my belt. An hour under my belt. Other things that are really fun are, um, like, there are some games out there like Table Topics. Um, like, um, What is that? So Table Topics is sort of like asking good questions that everybody has to answer. Um, so it's like a box of questions, right? Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Um, and there are some that are, like, specifically for the car. Um, and I think those are fun. You can really use any of those little like question and answer things. Um, one great thing is that it gives an opportunity to have conversation again. Like you don't want to waste 18 hours on the road with your kid and not like learn about them. Or more importantly, I think it's important for them to learn about you. So some of those questions are like, who was your favorite teacher growing up? Or what's your favorite? Um, what was your favorite song? Um, when you were like 10, so things like that, that what was your favorite song when you were 10, Rachel? Oh my gosh, I don't even remember. What year was that? 1980. It was probably something by Madonna. Really? Chances are good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. What about you? Uh, I don't remember. Madonna? What was that? I, here's what I liked Cindy in the 80s. Cindy Lauper. I'm just First kidding. grade, 
Big Bon Jovi. That was like 87. Yes. Maybe Slippery When Wet. Um, at some point, there was some Michael Jackson that came out in there. Yes. I don't know when Bad came out. Thriller was before that time, but that was awesome also. Also cool. Um, so those are a few early ones. I was a huge, sorry, this is going <laughs> to out me as a total nerd. I was a huge, huge Huey Lewis in the News fan. <laughs> you were such a nerd. I knew you were going to say that. And in fact, I haven't listened to Huey Lewis in so long. And now <laughs> when we get off this, I'm going to go search for Huey Lewis music. Yes. I love Huey Lewis in the News. I don't think I even knew who he Knew who Huey Lewis... That's hard to say. Say, say that it three times. Three times. Or so. one time. I didn't even know who they were before I met you. I thought that was nerdy too, but I still it love you. It is nerdy. <laughs> Thank you. I still think you're great. Uh, so, okay, jumping back, like um, other travel games, like there are a list of good travel games that we can just put in the show notes. Take a look there. Um, yeah. Pack a, a jump idea. rope, pack a frisbee. So fun stuff like that. And then obviously pack. Um, oh, you know what I have on my notes that I'm going to put up there is a, I found when I was doing a little research, it's called an outdoor life adventures, portable female urination device. And it's catchy. pink. <laughs> I know catchy name. they need to come up with something catchy, like squatty potty. But, um, I thought that was a neat little tool for the mommy. So that allows you to urinate in the car. Yeah, I mean, it essentially... Or on the go, I mean? Yeah, I mean, it sort of gives the girl a way to go on the side of the road. Yeah, I bet some of our <laughs> listeners are not excited about that. No, it's so <laughs> gross. Like, what do you do with it after you use it? Like, do you have to, you have to like, carry it with you and sanitize uh, it's it? It's like if you catch uh, vomit in your hand, you just throw it My out the window. My gosh, it's so gross. So just, like, stop at a rest stop for the love. Anyway, That yeah. I thought that was funny. So... The other thing is car supplies. Snacks take up a tremendous amount of time. Super awesome. Um, so pack some protein, cheese sticks, uh, meat sticks, any sticks that you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> Carrot sticks and dried fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and deli ticker you wrote down. Yeah. I mean, you should have like a little cooler and then just a little bag of like pantry snacks. I recommend not overpacking because if you eat too much in the car, your kids don't feel great and neither do you. And it takes up a lot of room. So anyway, I think less is more in that circumstance. Um, Bring some hand sanitizer. Tons of hand sanitizer in our car. And wipes. And wipes. It gets gross. Yes. Those flushable wipes or handy wipes. Um, Grocery bags because they really can do a lot of work, like pick up trash or catch vomit. Any and, of those. And so one of the things, we have a minivan, which I know you love every moment of. Oh, by the way, the minivan, I, I was going through carpool lane today, and the door on the driver's side sticks because, like, there's this plastic yeah. thing that comes off. Anyway, I had to get out because I was picking up several more kids, and I couldn't get out. Couldn't get out. Stuck in the minivan unless I, like, really jammed it, and I just, I refused. So I had to put it. The no, I put it in park, and I crawled through the passenger side. <laughs> In carpool lane because I couldn't get my door open. So there are like teachers that stand on the side who like make sure that all the kids get into the car safely. I think they look at our minivan and they're like, oh my gosh. One, when I open the sliding door for the kids to get in, it's like trashed in the back seat. I'm yeah. sure the teachers are like, this is disgusting. And there's a smell that wafts out. <laughs> And then I have to crawl through the passenger door to get the car seat. (laughs) 
It was awful. I had to do that at my dad's a couple weeks ago. And I was trying to do it (laughs) smoothly. In the same minivan, right? As if like, oh, yeah, dad, this is how I always do it. I get it on the passenger side. (laughs) Your son's not a total (laughs) total failure. But he is. But it's not really because of the minivan or the age of it. It's because I accidentally hit a couple things. I think it's the age. <laughs> no, no, I think it is. It's because I ran into my a point. mailbox or two. We, we got a minivan, and at the time, I think I was against getting the DVD player, but you wiser heads prevailed, whatever the <laughs> phrase is. Was, am I the wiser head in you this are the scenario? Wiser, you're the wiser head in every <laughs> scenario in our marriage. That's so nice of you. Um, and so... But what's been good about that is, you know, our kids are getting older. They have um, devices of their own that they can use. And so we let them do some of that, but we really try to have them watch uh, movies together. So at least they're having screen time where it's a communal event. They're all watching the same movie. They don't always like it. Yeah. And you have to rotate through who gets to choose and sometimes negotiate through that. But it seems like a step above them all having their own headphones and just staring at their own screen and not, you know, I, I think the level of their brains just not being able to interact with other people and with each other uh, is less affected by a group movie than them just staring at their phone or whatever they might have. Absolutely. And I think that our um, arrival is better when they are doing something together. Like any scenario that we can put our kids together on a team is going to be more successful than separating them and letting them feel like they're the king of the show. Right. um, Through individual whatever. Yeah. And so the arrival thing reminds me, we talked a little bit about this last week, prepping our kids for being grateful when they see family. But when we go on road trips, no matter what time of year it is, about 20 minutes before we get there, whether we've been traveling just for the afternoon or we've been traveling for several days, we start to have a talk of, hey, remember, (laughs) turn everything off. Remember, we're going to see family or we're going to see friends. Remember how to be polite, pleases and thank yous. You know, start to prepare your brain and your heart to be engaged with adults and with other, you know, cousins or whatever it is. Yeah, like giving these little reminders, like look them in the eye, give them hugs, you know, whatever is appropriate. But giving that 20 minutes before you arrive somewhere for them to sort of reset and for you to reset out of stinky travel mode and into I need to be polite and a human outside my family. (laughs) Be a human. (laughs) Yes, that's what we're looking for from our kids. Be human. The other thing that I wanted to bring up was upon destination or like about the destination. So sometimes you go and see family and friends and whatever and you have accommodations that are separate from each other. But sometimes you stop in a hotel. Like we've stopped in hotels on our way to and from places and one of the the higher success rates we've had was when we get a hotel room that has like um, a little sitting room in the front or like some sort of a separated space so that you and I can have a minute to breathe and be adults without entertaining all of these guys and trying to figure out how to travel. Um, or even if it's possible, and sometimes it's much more cost effective to just get an Airbnb for the night. Um, so it's a fun, with exciting... With at least two rooms. Yeah, with at least two rooms so that you each can have your own space and everybody can get a good night's rest. Just take a minute because tra- traveling with tired kids is uh, is miserable. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the tougher scenarios. Yeah, and... Good us. thing we're traveling on a red eye next week. Yeah, it'll be anyway. awesome. But having time <laughs> together for us to decompress 
And for us to be able to sleep well is really important, both yes. from a safety perspective if you're driving and from an engagement and being able to handle the extra stress that our kids are going through at being part of a long road trip. Absolutely. And I was going to say for airplane travel, like there are a few games and stuff that you can bring along that are relatively small. A box of markers and a notepad are always really helpful. Um, I was also going to talk about like just bringing a deck of cards. You can do a lot with a deck of cards. Like you can have your kids sort them, sort them by color, sort them by number, et cetera. Um, and I think that can be really successful. There are a few games like Spot It. I think that's really good. Zip It, which is another small game that's sort of like a speed scrabble mm-hmm. type game. So just some thoughts about what to do on an airplane. Don't bring tambourines or maracas on an airplane. Like you, you're traveling with other people. So it's a little tricky. Don't bring tambourines and maracas in your car either. Cause that's that would just be also miserable. True. That is also true. <laughs> exactly. All right. I feel like we've touched on a lot of good things. Um, yeah. Let's maybe hit the stat of the week. You ready for it? Stat of the week. Thank you so much for listening. We have had a ton of fun putting this together, putting our hobby out in public. If you are connecting in any way, if you're getting an ounce of encouragement or a little laugh at our expense, we are thrilled and would love for you to share that with a friend or on your favorite social media site. Thank you guys so much. Rach, we've been talking about holiday travel, and we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. My stat of the week comes from AAA, Uh and it is about what do you think in millions? Okay. How many million travelers will there be in the U.S. going 50 miles or more uh, to travel on or around Thanksgiving? Man, so does that include, like, that's like the whole week and everything, right? <clears throat> yes. Like that's for my, the holiday. The holiday season, yep. I don't know. Like, is it in the millions? It's in the dozens of millions. Okay, so like, I'm going to say like f- 42 million. That's a good, good is that guess. that a good guess? It's, it's in the range. Okay. Go a little higher. That's dozens of millions. That is dozens. It's 55 oh. million. Really? 55 million, which is the second highest on record, they started recording this in 2000. What year do you think the record was set? I'll give you a hint. It is pre-Great Recession. Uh, like 07? Could Close. that be it? 05. 2005 really? was the peak. Yep. This will be the second highest. It's going to be up about 2.9% year over year. Wow. And yeah, a lot of people traveling. This was interesting. They have... Um, uh, Inrix, I-N-R-I-X, is some uh, transportation analyst company. Um, yeah. And they look at what is the worst window of time for driving uh, for Thanksgiving. And yeah. Do you, which day do you think is the worst? Uh, like the week of Thanksgiving, probably Wednesday. Yeah. So Wednesday's the like worst. Wednesday afternoon, I bet. Yeah. So they're all in the afternoon, but different cities actually are slightly different. So San Francisco, the worst window is 2 to 4 p.m., that's the earliest one of the cities they've listed here, whereas uh-huh. Atlanta and, let's see, like New York are all like 5, 5.30 to 7.30 range. That makes sense. I mean, like, because you get off work and you just take off from work, right? Yeah, and I wonder if just, uh, I'm looking through, LA is obviously on the West Coast, San Francisco is the earliest, Seattle is like 4 to 6, 
Um, the rest of these are kind of in the middle of the country or the east. I, I don't know why San Francisco is so early. They just huh. like, they, they take off early, apparently. on, on for Because it's beautiful there. They're like, why would we be in an office? We're just going to leave. Yeah. And Seattle's relatively early. Boston's relatively early, 430 to 630. Huh. Um, but do you have a guess on how bad, um, like two times, three times, four times worse traffic is oh, during man. that window? I bet it's four times worse, five times worse. Mm, it actually ranges, depending on the city, from 2.4 times worse in Chicago to the highest being 3.5 times worth, worse in Atlanta, Los Angeles, and New York. Man. So don't travel on Wednesday via Albert. Seriously. It's, it's or at least like day. leave early in the morning or something, I guess. Gosh. Yeah, traveling. once you get into like post-noon, because I do think a lot of people work a half day. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, we'll get out on 1 or 2 o'clock, and it just starts getting really messy. And certainly by 5 or 7, it's just a sea of red lights. Yeah, no joke. That's, that is no joke. So avoid that if you can. Especially if you have kids in the car, sitting in traffic with kids is uh, man. awful. Yeah. Because there's not even like, you're just sitting there. It's awful. Awful, <laughs> awful, awful. You can't even like stare out the window because you're staring just at the wipe, same wipe guy from picking his nose, you know? It's awful. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, Rachel, thank you for working on the farm. <laughs> thank you for working on the farm. And we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Check ya. All right, Rach, tell me some of those ideas. Okay, so here's what I got. I Mm -hmm. think that... I drink a bottle of wine in An the front seat. entire bottle? Don't shame me. <laughs> <laughs> and you drive. Okay. The whole way. One option. Number two. Number Hit two. Me. Take a box of Kleenex and take out one at a time and just throw them in the air into uh-huh. the back seat and just let the kids try to catch them. It's like those money... Blowing machines yeah. or whatever? It's like 20 minutes of entertainment right there. Okay. And then they have to rest and they laugh about it and it's a good story. Yeah. Okay. Keep um, going. You're, you're killing it as you do. Yeah, I know. And then um, the other idea I had, um, give everyone a tambourine and play some music. That's a terrible idea, actually. <laughs> the um, first two. First two. Good ideas. The last one, not so much, you don't think? So everyone gets a tambourine. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, that's good. What about... You don't think that's funny? What about we give each kid a box of matches, <laughs> and that's how we get rid of all the... The, the tissue paper. Tissue paper. Done. Have that's them burn in the back of the brilliant, car. Brilliant idea. No, I really do actually think that the tissue paper idea is a good one. I think the wine in the front seat is questionable. Can understand your hesitation. <laughs> But I think that the tissue in the backseat is really good.